Hi, everyone. Um, I'd like to welcome you all to the latest uh, in our series, um, which is uh, uh, the Investors Founders um, Office Hours. I see some of you guys are pinging in the room now. That's great. Um, so uh, I'm going to turn my audio quality to high. Um, we are recording right now. I'd like to introduce you guys to um, Ryan. Um, Ryan is actually um, uh, leading some of our efforts now on the diligence committee um, for Nushi Capital, which is uh, uh, my single family office. Um, so I'm going to give a little intro. And as we pay, ping people to the room, you guys should get ready and come up on stage. And, um, you know, we can, uh, you know, we actually hold these office hours uh, regularly so that we can help founders as well as um, investors um, uh, through their pain points, their challenge points. Like you can ask us anything in these um this room and um, everyone who's in the room and moderating, I know some of the moderators are getting here on stage, um, but everyone who's here uh, on stage with me, including Ryan, um, has signed a mutual NDA uh, with me. And that means that we will respect obviously the confidentiality and um, the materials of all founders. That means like we're not like, you know, standing externally around, but also it means that um, we really preserve the sanctity of what we discuss in these rooms because um, we're here to help you. Um, we are recording, so this will be up on, as a podcast on uh, New Chic in the future. And if you go to newchiccapital.com, you'll see uh, Ryan actually on the investment committee. Quite excited. Um, so a little bit about me, and then I'll let him introduce himself. Um, my name is Jennifer Chang. I'm a serial exited entrepreneur, and I'm an investor now. Uh, and I set up my family office um, several years back, uh, almost 10 years ago now, when I had um, some of my uh, earliest exits. I decided to pay it forward by investing in other entrepreneurs, as well as um, investing in uh, emerging fund managers as well. Because I like nothing more than to benchmark my own performance against um, people I think who are smarter than me and who are also uh, investors. And oh, look, one of my other investment committee just showed up, Mafalda. I love her. So um, we're just going to go through our quick intros and hope you guys will come up on stage and ask us any questions. Uh, nothing's uh, off limits here. Um, oh, well, actually, uh, if it, it, hopefully it has something to do with investing or entrepreneurialism. Uh, so yeah, long story short, um, we've been really busy at New Chic. We've had about um, five IPOs this year uh, and uh, amongst the portfolio companies. And um, we've been able to actually catch a bunch of unicorns. Um, and I think one of the ways we've been able to do that is through our relationships, the network we're building, the fact that we co-invest with other amazing investors, um, family offices and VCs, and that we're LPs in some amazing VC funds as well. So that way we can do not only co-investments, but we can make sure that our portfolio, which is like a growing family for us, that we can make a lot of intros as well as um, add value because uh, we're the type of investors where we're not just uh, writing a check. Um, we like to... Uh, be able to push our portfolio companies to the next level and make sure that they can continue to generate positive impact on the world. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic to Ryan to quickly introduce himself. I know he just recently left my time zone to go over to the U.S. Ryan, let us know about, uh, you know, what you're um, what you're interested in and uh, a little bit about you and uh, how it is settling over uh, uh, at your at your college campus. Hey, my name is Ryan. Uh, I am currently a student at Duke, uh, and so I'm currently based in North Carolina. But at New Chic, I uh, work on diligence. I work on screening a lot of the incoming um, deals and pitches. Um, and so, yes, and so a lot of the deals that you submit to uh, the Airtable will, you know, could could be seen by me. Um, and um, before this, I, I used to work mostly in charity. I founded a few charities and operated a few, um, mostly in sort of student movements and then student-run organizations. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to you know, chat with you all and um, get to know you all. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate um, Ryan too. He just like basically hit the ground running. Um, uh, he helped me review uh, on the spot um, an investment we did. We did a few investments actually in the last couple of weeks even. Uh, and one of the ones that we reviewed that was uh, quite interesting was a friend's company called, um, uh, uh, well, I think it's going to be up on our site soon, but it's called AKA Virtual. And it's um, basically avatars. And I was like, what better way than to ask, you know, the, the folks who are really, you know, native about 
all the new technologies coming out. So I asked him and also, um, um, you know, full disclosure, uh, my, my daughter is actually on our investment committee as well. And she wrote a little investment memo. And, the, you know, I think there's no better way than to lead by example when it comes to impact investing, as well as uh, impact building. So um, I'm really grateful that, uh, you know, Ryan has uh, joined our investment committee and is um, looking um, not just at diligence, but, you know, uh, taking a deep dive for us in some of these companies we're taking a closer look at. So really appreciate you, Ryan, and glad you could be with us in um, the weekly office hours this week. Uh, now over to Mafalda. Um, uh, Mafalda, okay, and guys, if you know on Clubhouse, some of you who are new to Clubhouse, Ryan is amazing. He's got up on stage, he's new to Clubhouse, but you can clap by like flashing your mic. So let's give uh, Ryan a clap. He did really well. Okay, and now over to Mafalda, and uh, I, I really appreciate her being here. She's like uh, one of my uh, favorites on and off Clubhouse. Bless you. You know, you're one of mine too. Um, thank you for having me, as always, Jennifer. My voice is a little bit rusty. Too much air conditioning going on in my life these past few weeks, and I apologize for that. Um, I run a sustainable tourism platform called Sustainable First. We... What we do basically is we, is we feature truly sustainable tourism businesses and destinations. We do the storytelling about what is it that they're doing that makes them sustainable. And we link the impact that they have on the communities with the sustainable development goals defined by the United Nations. So that's my main focus. I'm also an executive direct director at Travel Index, which is a group of 90 websites, all in the travel and tourism industry. So my main focus is travel and tourism with a sustainability angle. I am an angel, angel investor, sorry been speaking Italian the whole day. My English is failing me. I'm an angel investor and I tend to invest in companies that reflect my main focus. So they tend to have a sustainability angle and they tend to be companies where I can add value, which is what Jennifer was mentioning. So not just hand-holding support, but you know where I can add anything using my experience and um, it can be adding visibility and credibility to these startups um, using my contacts and network whatever it might be so thank you for having me jennifer and i hope that i can help in any way i can anyone that comes up thank you you're always, um, I mean, I, I mean, Mafalda, you always come through for me, always. Like, you remember when you're like, oh, I'm vacation, I'm a reception, and you're still there for me. So thank you for always showing up. Um, and uh, I know we're looking at different um, um, opportunities together. So I really appreciate having you on, not only on the investment committee, but that we can, you know, run um, really good sort of opportunities by each other and, and, you know, look up to empower those, um, you know, those underestimated founders that we've been, um, that we've been meeting recently. Um, okay. I want to welcome some of the other moderators to stage, um, Israel, Jenny, and Jackie, and also um, hi there to David, Soki, and Kenan. Um, so uh, I wanted to bring up um, moderators too with a different set of um, um, backgrounds, because I think we all learn more from each other when we have diverse sort of perspectives. So um, Israel, I know he's a really, um, I'll let him introduce himself, but he is uh, in, in the NFT space. So I thought that was very interesting because we're all, we're all like, you know, very much interested in that. And um, I, I love NFTs. Um, I love art and I love music. So uh, over to you, Israel, uh, would love to hear from you. Yeah, good morning. Um, my name is Israel Wilson. I'm an artist and technologist. I'm also the founder of the NFT group. We advise um, some of the biggest companies in NFTs, and we've helped launch companies this year like Curio and OneOf. I'm actually working on a 30-day expansion plan right now for OneOf in front of me on my computer. And uh, and I, I, I really look forward to empowering communities by lowering barriers of entry to technology, um, creating engineers in low-income communities and giving them, and, and also creatives as well, and then giving them ease of access to pathways that create abundance in their communities. I really believe that those closest to the problems have the solutions, and we just need to give them the ability to solve their problems. So that's what I'm doing with NFTs is I'm open sourcing uh, a lot of open sourcing information and labor 
and attempting to, to give people a little bit of insight into the ways in which they can utilize this for the, for themselves and for their communities. That's absolutely amazing, Israel. Um, I, uh, I I think one of the things we can agree about um, NFTs is that it's um, really a way to empower the creators as well as those who um, want to be a part of that ecosystem. I mean, it's really decentralizing the concept of ownership and the fact that people can, you know, um, retain uh, original value in their creations. I think that is absolutely empowering and it's really good to see that you can disseminate that for the community. Uh, and full disclosure, I have actually uh, launched an NFT. Um, I'll be working with um, um, some other friends who uh, are in the community that um, recently lost uh, someone. Um, uh, I mean, I might as well say his name. I think a bunch of us are going to his memorial uh, in about an hour tonight um, online. Um, but yeah, his name is uh, Wolf X Lion. And he did so much for creators. And um, I think he set the bar. I think he said that it sold about 30 million of NFTs for good, including um, really, you know, really championing, um, championing um, um, causes, artists, creators, and just having everyone kind of come together. So um, anyway, I uh, just wanted to um, pay him some respect by, you know, mentioning him in, in this room, um, Jin Yu. Um, now over hey, to... Uh, I did this, Wolf, if you uh, want a PTR, I did this picture of Wolf, um, and I sent it to him a month ago, and a month or so ago, and then it realized, well, like in July, and then it realized that, uh, that things were going on with him, and he didn't answer me back. But this was this was inspired by his ancestor Jin Wu, who, who, uh, or you, the you, the who you in the Great Flood, you know, uh, the, the as a, his ancestor was a hero of a Great Flood in ancient China, and so I utilized Chinese art with water um, to make this of of Jin. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. I'll, I'll um, share that um, with his family later. And we can reconnect maybe uh, on him and more NFT stuff uh, later as well, Israel. Thank you. Um, uh, Jenny, um, really nice to see you. I like your name, first of all. And uh, I know you're a VC over at Cathay Venture and also, like me, a pianist. Yay. So um, we might actually close out the room with a little piano tonight if you're near one. And I, uh, I've taken up playing um, again, I've been playing a lot of concerts for good, uh, women helping women, uh, Hong Kong recently, as well as Habitat for Humanity and as well as several others. So, um, really good to see you. Would love to hear about, um, a bit about you and, uh, what, what you're up to. Yeah, thank you for inviting Jennifer. Um, yeah, first time in the room, and uh, thank you for um, making me as moderator here. So um, I'm a VC at Cathay Venture, and uh, we're a VC arm under Cathay Financial Holding. Just if anyone knows Taiwan market, uh, Cathay is the largest financial uh, service company in Taiwan, and uh, we operate actually quite independently. But we um, we want to find more synergies uh, among the startups and our uh, mother group, Cafe Group. So um, for, for myself, I um, focus more on the fintech and software uh, data related solutions in Asian Pacific area. And um, I think there are a lot of exciting um, opportunities here in Asia, like um, for Taiwan, um, it, uh, Taiwan is uh, good at manufacturing and all those traditional sectors. They're um, trying to do more digital transformation and also those AI solutions come into play to uh, optimize all those uh, processes. And I think this is a um, turning point where um, software is really uh, making differences in those traditional sector, also including financial services. Um, so yeah, we, um, we're we not like a very early stage VC, but um, we're always seeking um, innovation and uh, seeking new um, transformation opportunities um, within the, the region. Yeah, and for, for myself, I'm, uh, um, 
amateur pianist, <laughs> and um, sometimes I played, but I recently is kind of uh, kind of busy. So yeah, would would love to join some concert on Clubhouse sometimes. Wonderful. Well, if you're near piano, maybe we can close out the room together. Um, I <laughs> love. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, I just uh, played a Les Liebestrom in concert recently, as well as a. Um, as well as the WC uh, Claire de Lune, and then uh, working right now um, while reworking the Chopin Ballade as well as the Chopin Piano Concerto, some of the things that I played as a kid. So, um, oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love Rachmaninoff. <laughs> love it too. I played with my first or- orchestra when I was 10 or 11, so I still miss it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so um, uh, I- I'm going to uh, see, a- I know Jackie might be occupied right now, so we might come back to her. She can flash if she's available later. I'm going to go for uh, a line of, um, uh, uh, why don't we work on um, uh, the David, Soki, and Kanan's line, so they have a chance to speak, and then we're going to go back to uh, Brian, Kanan, and Stefan, so they can introduce themselves. So do we- we'll do a, mod- uh, a line of um, speakers on stage, and then we'll do moderators intros again. Sound good to everyone? Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. So, um, and then I'm showing Ryan how it's done because uh, Ryan, who's our uh, junior asso- investment associate and um, on our diligence team, as well as investment committee, he uh, this is his first time moderating, I think, on Clubhouse. So, um, David, uh, how can we help you today? What are you working on? And uh, what is uh, what is something you need some input on? Thanks, Jennifer. Um, you know, I'd love your opinion. On, you know, my company has been around for a while. My mom has started it. We shift directions a few years ago when I took over and she retired. And we've never, I mean, we brought in a new CEO and committed some stock to her, but we've never brought in an investor or anything. But I feel like it could be time to, and we're growing very rapidly. And I just wanted your opinion on do I just spend my time continuing to sell deals because I have a lot of opportunity? Is that just so much better than bringing in an investor where now I've just got a new dynamic to the company? Or just the things I should look for for when I should finally do that, if any of this makes sense. Uh, so your question is when to look for an investor? Yeah, right. Like if I could do it myself, should I just avoid an investor? and sell deals rather than rate rather than bringing in outside money and now having other people to answer to. I see. Well, I think, um, hmm, I think it makes sense actually to, if you can do it yourself, um, then do it yourself. But then, um, I think if you, if you like, I, I'm of the opinion that you, you want to have the kind of investor that's going to add value behind besides just like, you know, writing a check, you need to have someone who's, like very much um, like either they have uh, some kind of experience or value add that is going to, you know, really help you in a certain way. So, I mean, they're like, you know, a handful of our portfolio companies that were actually advisors in as well, where um, like, for example, uh, there's, there's one company that like really wants to do more Asia expansion. So then we provide them with those intros or there's another one, for example, that wants to um, do more in the, the, female health tech space. And then, so then we were helping them in terms of like finding strategic partners there and not just, you know, investing. So I think if you're, if you're just looking for like money, then I would say like, if you can bootstrap it, then don't just do it yourself. But if you find people that you want to partner up with and that you want to have on your cap table, then yeah, sure. Why not? Then um, maybe have some of those investment meetings, but there's no like hard, fast rule. And I think it really depends on the situation. Um, hope that was able to help you a bit. And then if there's any other moderators that want to chime in, please um, flash your mic. Mafalda and then Brian. Yes, thank you. Not that much to add. I mean, David, this is so personal. If you, you know, I, I think it's really useful to have some people that you can bounce ideas off um so maybe create uh, an advisory group or, or a group of people or just even individuals you can access people individually just as advisors or as potential partners like jennifer was saying but i really don't think there's a fixed rule um would you agree with that david i mean 
you 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 you're not new um, in the business world. You you know where we're coming from, right? We're mixing. We're making sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I was even thinking of just with our expansion and really as we're laying out our sales targets and who's going to be, you know, part of Witty, I should then be tying that to people I've looked for for investment. So now that, those words kind of really help me look at it in a different way. So thank you. Well, I'm done speaking. Dude, what do you guys do? Um, we do research, consulting, we have a member platform. Our company is called Women in Technology International, Witty for short. So yeah, we kind of have many areas of our business, which has been a little challenge, but we've got it all sorted out now. And if you were to, so if you were to bring on an investor, I mean, how much would you be looking to raise and what would you be expecting of that investor? Um, I'd probably be looking to raise 3 million approximately in that neighborhood for kind of a big redoing of part of our business. And it involves community really tying together a lot of the things we're doing around the world. And I'd look for relationships and people that have been there who could be tied into companies that could be customers for us and that we could add value to. Would you classify your business as a high growth business? Yes, very much so. And is it high manual process as well, or is it mostly scaling a, a software offering or service offering that's relatively scalable by its nature? We don't want oh, yeah, no. input. Sure, no, a lot of it's one to many, the things we create. Um, and then, yeah, we have some, some other opportunities that are kind of more coaching and consulting, that's a little more time. But yeah, a lot of it's write it once, sell it hundreds of times. Okay. You know, I, I'll i say this to you. Not, not every business makes sense to raise capital. And not every business is investable by venture. Because when you're not investable, it's not by venture. Um, it, um, I think that from, from, from what you're saying, if it's sort of this mix of income, income streams, there's some consulting, there's some training, there's the more complex the business and revenue models become, the harder it is to necessarily raise capital from a VC. I'm not saying from anybody else from a VC. So I think, you know, based on that, if you if you don't need to do it, I would suggest not. For the pure reason of there's some things that potentially are working against you. You're a bit of a legacy business to a certain extent. You've been around for a number of years. Um, you know, questions will come up like, why haven't you scaled by X amount over, over, you know, already? Why didn't you do this? Early? There's a lot of, there's a lot of potential friction that you might run, run up against from a, from a, from a venture style investor or an angel investor. And at 3 million, that more than likely is going to be a mix of both VC and angel if you were to go that route. And what they're going to be looking for, and I guess this, this, this is the one question, can you potentially return 30x on that money uh, in five to eight years, realistically? Right. Oh, was that a question? Can I? That was a question. Oh, okay. Yeah. And beyond. But yeah, yeah but as, as uh, yeah, we definitely can. So, right. but you're right. I think, you know. I think there's other ways for our company to work with VCs too and support some of the things they're doing with their portfolio companies. So we're even looking at different types of work we could do with, with different VC firms. We come from a long time in the tech industry. So. Yeah. I, right. I mean, that's, 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 that, that would be, you know, I guess my, my general POV on that. I mean, and, maybe, and maybe you can, I mean, but again, I, I think that what would probably have to happen as I'm looking here at your website is 
it'd be really important to really be streamlined in exactly what it is that you guys are offering. And that may be mean that, you know, that other parts of your business are there. It, it just can get complicated. And if you don't need it, why, why they lose yourself? Why, why that headache? No, for sure. Um, yeah, and I, I brought a new CEO in 90 days ago that had run uh, the data center group for IDC. So a lot of that stuff just kicking in. I guess I'm just getting, you know, like you said, we've been doing it a while. We have some really cool things doing from a real kind of upward motion now. So just getting ready for kind of some of the things to come. Um, yeah. I, I, I will leave it this because I've, I've had this conversation with a couple companies recently. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in the, oh, I think I can go raise money thing. And the fact is, no matter how successful your business is, the vast majority, I think 99.95% of companies will never be able to raise money. So if you don't need to, just I, I would just say find a different way or look for a different kind of investor. Look for someone that might be more strategic, that understands your space, understands exactly what you're doing and see if you can work on something there. That might make, make more sense than going down, down the traditional VC route. I mean, I can't think of a company, of a, of a fund, I don't know, Jennifer, can you, that would invest in what they're doing? Yeah. I just don't know. I um, actually know of one who has invested in something similar and really regrets it. So um, I, I, will, I mean, I'm being very transparent here. And then also I'm speaking as someone who is, um, never raised funding for my own companies, never had to. Like the first exit we had, we got to 200 million US in a year. And then six months later, we IPO'd. So, um, I mean, back then I remember just saying like, oh my gosh, all these VCs are courting us, like all these like amazing VCs. And then I, yeah, I, I think you shouldn't, like if you're like, it's like 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 Brian said, and like I think some of us have been saying, like it's very easy to fall down that rabbit hole. So don't. Like, don't fall down the rabbit hole if it's like, you know, something you're you're building that's not like, and that's something like if it's not like I mean I think Brian asked very telling questions already like if it's not like you know automated scaling hyperscale hyper growth, um, then just you know I, you should just um, see it for what it is. Uh, my other companies too, like um, we've never raised outside funding and we made like really profitable companies without without having to raise because if you think about it like vc is only there for and, and and raising is if you're in like growth mode and you're like pouring gasoline or if you're pouring rocket if you're giving a rocket rocket fuel if you're like oh my gosh it's like we're just everything is in like hyper warp speed and i remember back then i was like oh my gosh this is crazy we went from like 18 people to 200 people in three months like on the team and we're like doing like you know 10 million us in revenue a month right that's when you need like funding and then even then we're able we were so we had so much revenue that we we were just we didn't even have time to like breathe let alone fundraise so um we need to be in that kind of mode before you even yeah that's that's what i think no and i and i agree with you and i mean and i, I think david I'll, I'll give you this final thought and this is something that i believe wholeheartedly there is a difference between a business and a startup and it's not about how old the company is i've always believed that a startup is built from day one to either require or have a high probability of requiring uh, inorganic capital growth in order to fuel inorganic, inorganic business growth. That's one option. Or number two, it is designed to rapidly scale in a short period of time. And this is why it'd be very hard, you know, with a few exceptions, you know, bubble.io just raised a hundred million dollar ARAP, but they were always built to be a rocket ship, they just were able to go profitable, much like how Jennifer was able to do, for and run for a very long time. But a more traditional business, which is, looks like from your website, you guys do skew into more traditional business, it doesn't mean that a venture investor is going to be the right fit for you. Maybe PE, maybe something along those lines. And so if you want to go down that path, that's the path I go. I wouldn't even waste my time in venture, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I really was. I would just kind of close deals last week kind of equaled last year's revenue so yeah and i, I was thinking on the uptick you're less just to your guys opinion so i appreciate it 
Well, thank you. I mean, I hope uh, we were able to add some input. I also want to just welcome to the stage. I, oh, let me um, see some uh, regular moderators on the stage. Uh, and uh, Lily just joined us. Um, and uh, our stage has grown, my goodness. Um, so uh, I want to make sure I honor the promise. We, I said Kenan, and then we will go um, up to uh, next line of mod intro. So that would be from um, Jackie actually is back. So it'll be Jackie onwards. So um, Kenan, do you mind uh, letting us uh, in on what you're working on and uh, any you know pain point or problem you're trying to solve right now for yourself or that your company or, or you are, um, I mean, I'm actually quite interested because I saw like his emotion. Like the, like the outcome, if it's, uh, if it's accurate. And um, yeah, I, and I think this, and this, this moment is where you can get uh, really genuine feedback and to uh, understand from the user journey, from user's perspective, whether uh, you're solutions is helping them just to uh, make sure that you prepare well before pitching to the company so they won't feel like they're doing experiment with you it's more like uh, you're trying to build out a solution for them and you need for more feedback for them so they, they will be more willing to help you that's my opinion thank you Jenny Anyone else? Um, you can flash your mics if so. I uh, got my audio working again. Great. Uh, I'm using a, a podcasting app and um, <laughs> it was a, it, it was interfering with my clubhouse just now. So uh, oh, go, go for it, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. What do you want to do? And, I, and I, I'm asking that question because when Jennifer gave you her feedback, you kind of said anybody else, which, may, which to me sounded like that wasn't the answer you wanted to hear. Uh, no, no, I wanted just a different point of view, uh, Brian. Uh, so I, when I was discussing the question, I felt that probably it might not be uh, very easy for other people to understand. Probably I'm not able to explain that. That's why I asked anything else. That's fair. I would, I would just say very simply, don't lie. You don't have a, a feature built. You can talk about your roadmap, but you can't, you can't sell something you don't know that you would necessarily do. And you don't want to be selling something that you don't actually have. So that's my take on that. Just see if you can sell what you have. And if you can't sell it, then and there's a lot of people that are interested in another thing, then guess what? You gotta go back and stop selling and build the other thing. And if you don't need to do that, then you know that what you have has a lot of value as is. And you can always roll that other thing out down the line. That's my take. I completely agree. I, I, I think you gave, gave a more explicit. Yeah. I give it, I think a more explicit version. And um, yeah, I was actually a little bit like I, I felt like earlier, um, uh, kinda, I'm sure you didn't mean it, but I felt like it was a little bit dismissive of you'd be like, yep, great. Next, anyone else? Because um, we it, it did want to kind of just, yeah, I mean, I think you should be upfront um, for sure. And um, the other thing is, uh, uh, when 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 it's best to be able to explain it as much as possible like I think like you know but from looking at your profile about like um, the, the emotion uh, AI uh, sort of the capturing of the expressions and emotions and into an analytical, analytical data and report like I think if you can just really be able to um, express that in all aspects of you know whether it's your product development to whatever it is you're telling you know the, the candidates your partners etc you need to make sure that you know because you are dealing in communications basically communications reading and decoding right so you need to be able to do that for yourself like even more so i, I would think the bar is set even higher because that's what you guys are doing like the the nonverbal, the body language everything thank you so much jennifer and my apologies i did not intend to uh, speak that way Oh, no worries. I, that's why I was like, oh, I realized after you spoke that, you know, and, and Brian did some clarification as well. Um, uh, is there anyone else who wants to speak? I think, Brian, you might want to cap it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you said mute me, but yeah. Um, oh, I see. You had paint on your hands. If, you can let me know. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can mute you if you want. You can just tell me yes or no. No, <laughs> let, me, let me say this and, we'll, and then when I'm done, let's go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, 
one, and this is just a point of feedback, it's not a, it's not a criticism. If, if, you, if you were talking to me or pitching me and you had done what you just did to Jennifer, which I know wasn't intentional, so I'll give you this feedback, the conversation would have ended politely, but I would not do business with you. Just know that. It was very dismissive. And I did, I'm not trying to put you on, on the spot here, but I want that to be clear that that response you had was extremely dismissive to Jennifer. And if Jennifer was there and was thinking about writing you a check, I know if I was in that situation, I would have been like, no, I'm not doing business with this person. This is not someone that I want to do business with. So just, just take that under advisement. The other uh, part of this guys, is... I, guys, I think it's unfair because you, you've got to understand that everybody comes from a different cultural background. Sorry, Elkin. Um, Elkin, sorry, we have a bit of an order on the stage. Um, and uh, I think yeah, Brian is still speaking. Being put down when it's, it's something to do with a cultural difference. I don't think Elkin, that's fair at all. Elkin, I have every right to, to tell somebody how something was perceived and how it might be perceived if she was in a much more high-stakes situation. So respectfully, that's what I was saying. It was not a critique. It was a point of feedback. And that is how a lot of people, especially if she was talking to an American investor or an American person, might have perceived that. So respectfully, I'm fine with what I just said to her. Exactly. Because um, also, also, like, you know, Brian and I have been doing a lot of, like, rooms on Clubhouse, like pitch rooms too. And when, um, when founders come to investors for advice, um, there is a degree of like humility. Um, so I think he was just trying to say like, and, and I'm American too. So we like to be blunt, but we also, um, like when I, when I ask people for help or advice, I don't, you know, I, I try my best to, um, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, Canon uh, took that and she, was um you know like oh okay I didn't mean to say it that way so like there's no need and also I just want to quickly you know reset the room this is the new chic capital weekly office hours I know like um I've talked to some of the other moderators before about the amount of deal flow we get we're I'm a family office and um I am not a VC <laughs> so I just basically um want to give back every week uh because there's no way I can meet like you know several several hundred people a month who are sending us you know um their 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 decks i know some of you have been messaging me saying that it can't go, get through right now we actually, actually had to turn off our air table because there were just so many submissions coming through so much as i'd love to meet everybody and give everyone feedback and everything this is uh the weekly office hours where we kind of try to all give it back and, and do that so just wanted to let people know especially first timers in the room okay um so um brian let me know if you want me to mute you and uh we um yeah, yeah, just to just to just to finish my thought um as far as road mapping and road mapping and, and and this is what it comes down to i would highly suggest having a road map and even a road map slide um a great way to do this is there's a book called the alchemy of growth uh, it's by McKinsey, and it outlines the three horizons framework. Horizon one is what are you doing today to keep the lights on, button pulling, bush, you know, you know, lever pulling, that kind of thing. Horizon two is your near-term achievable goals. These are the things that in the next six to 12 months, let's say, you can absolutely build out, but you're not necessarily going to build out, but you're planning on those. And then your horizon three are your moonshots. These are the things you might never actually do, but they're on, but you, you guys have talked about them enough that, you know, you'd like to do it if you can, you just don't know how to get there yet. And if you map out a slide with those three horizons, I have one in my deck um, right now, it makes it really easy to talk to both a potential customer and to an investor about how you are planning the future, but makes it very clear in what you're doing today. And that can get away from any confusion because it gives you a framework to have that part of the conversation. So I hope that's helpful. And then you can move me now. Thanks, Brian. Um, <laughs> when you want to unmute yourself, unmute yourself again, okay? I'm going to mute you for now. Okay. Appreciate you. Uh, okay. Um, let me uh, just quickly PTR. And usually what I do, uh, uh, Ryan, would you, if you're still there, I want you to try your hand at moderating. So basically, um, it was uh, uh, we said we'd return to an, another line of speaker, uh, 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 moderator intros. Uh, so I think um, it actually should be uh, back to Jackie because I think she's uh, so it'll be Jackie and then come in if you 
pull down to refresh on the screen, then you'll see the order. Can I hand the mic to you, Ryan? And then after three moderator intros, we'll go back to speakers. Sure. Great. Trial by fire, Ryan. Over to you then. Um, and then uh, so it'll be um, uh, uh, Jackie and uh, yeah, you can do what you like. You're the, the you're basically the MC of the room right now. All right, then, in that order, uh, Jackie, would you like to go first? If you can unmute thank you. Yes, thank you, Jennifer, and thank you, Ryan, and welcome to Clubhouse, Ryan. I hope you have a fun journey here. Um, I'm Jackie Brannigan. I'm based in Ireland. I'm a serial entrepreneur and always looking to widen my um, my scope of businesses um, have one I'm currently uh, working on at the moment, a new one, and I'm very excited about that. So thank you for having me, Jennifer. And again, welcome to Ryan. This is Jackie in the red, handing back the mic. Perfect, thank you. Um, and sorry, uh, uh, Ken, um, would you like to go next? All right, if not, then Stefan or Stephen, not too sure. How Good morning. Happens. Hey, every, how's everyone going? It's And you got the name pretty much right there. It's Stefan. <laughs> Thanks so much. People usually say Stefan or something like that. Hey, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I heard that Ryan is in, I believe, Chapel Hill. Is that right? Durham. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Durham, okay. Well, I uh, founded um, HireBlack.com in 2019 been working on it with a really pretty cool small team of people in 2020 and uh, in 2020 um a lot happened uh george floyd and everything else that ensued happened um and back when we had this word black in our name it was kind of odd and not what it is today but i knew that there was opportunity here my background is really in philanthropy networking bridge building um, globally and locally, and um, HireBlack.com is a um, it's a career sourcing pool for uh, companies to be connected with diverse candidates. And our first uh, partnership has been with CareerBuilder, who integrates jobs into our uh, platform monthly. And we sort of stand at a place uh, to really have a dent in what's going on. It's simply a job board right now, but we want to see it built into uh, more of a company that is able to be a sourcing uh, place for um, for companies, uh, even globally. So that's what I do. I'm not really here to make a pitch. It's more to uh, learn. Um, we have that, and I also am looking to build out a platform that's a virtual uh, connection place for HBCU schools, and it's just called HBCU Reels, um, sort of a similar name to Instagram Reels, but we're HBCU students would be sort of, um, they would take videos that would serve as advertising and marketing for their particular HBCU schools. And the reason is so many people aren't doing campus visits or a lot less are being done now, and people are looking to do them virtually. And if prospective students, guidance counselors, and parents could see the schools and experience uh, historically black colleges and universities virtually, if there was that sort of medium, it would be pretty extraordinary. And if you saw it through the eyes of students, that could be really cool. So um, anyway, we're looking at those two ideas and it's great to be here. I'm sort of finding my place right now a little bit in which area I can offer the most value to at what time. And if I can offer anything here, I'd love to. Jennifer, uh, I heard you play the piano the other night at Wolf's, um, there was a, service i guess you would call it here um on clubhouse yeah it was a memorial I service yeah i gotta tell you I, i'm a pianist too and i see there's a few of us here i went to Shenandoah conservatory of music in winchester virginia studied then i taught a bunch of years but there was something that was very special about you playing and the the harnessing of the energy of compassion and care and kindness uh in unity that's here on clubhouse and i've never seen that before and we were watching and feeling that happen even through this audio play so for what you took part of there and i know what is about to happen 
you use music for one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. And there were no ver- words involved. Uh, was it Debussy you uh, played? Yeah, I played Claire de Lune. And uh, previously in the prayer rooms, because um, we had private, not public prayer rooms, um, I was playing uh, Liebestrom and um, other things to him. Another yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable, the power that was there. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, I don't even, I didn't have any words. So I'm seeing Clubhouse used for something on a whole different level. Here we're talking about business today, but that was such compassionate care on the deeper human level. And it sort of tied together this impact of a man who has impacted so many people's lives and the power of music and emotion. And that's where real life is. So thank you for doing that. And I'm Stefan Youngblood. Thank you all. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I wanted to thank you and, uh, so much and then pass the mic uh, gently back to Ryan, who's doing an amazing job moderating for the first time. I'm amazed. First time on Clubhouse and he's moderating like a pro. Okay, over to you now, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, I'm sure everyone appreciates wherever you can give your input uh, and you know, any advice you can give anyone. Um, next, we're going to try to come back to Common. Um, and then after that, we'll have Chris and Lily and then Silky. Common? Mike, is there here? Okay, maybe not. All right, let's go to Kristen, if that's okay with you, Chris. I think there's some people might be hopping off for the memorial service, um, which is happening uh, in half an hour, because I, I saw some private rooms start to open. So um, I think, uh, why don't we, uh, let me be, do a PTR, which is where you pull down your screen and then the, the, all the current people are going to show back up. It's like a refresh. Pull down to refresh, Ryan. And then, um, right, yeah. yeah, and then we'll have, uh, I think, Lily from our committee is here. And then we should go to Soki after that, like you mentioned. Perfect. Do you want me to Yes, go for it. But then, Ryan, you should uh, mute a little bit because there's a little bit of interference right after you speak. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So, Lily, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then, um, then we'll go to Soki. Sure. Thank you very much. Hey, hey everyone. Um, I'm Lily. I want to incubate a program called the PAL program for OSH and OSMIC founders. And I'm also head of Georgia through Capital. Really glad to be here. Um, I apologize in advance. I do have to drop off in about a couple of minutes, but um, really glad to see everyone here. Thanks for joining, guys. Great. I'm really happy to have, uh, you know, our, a couple of our committee on, um, on, on stage with us. It's really good. Um, let me uh, 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 pass the mic then to Soki if he's still here. And then I'm going to let um, Ryan guide another conversation after that before passing off to Mafalda. We should do a PTR order for our moderators as well so we can hear different voices on the stage. So um, Soki, you're still there. Flash if you are. And then uh, Ryan's going to take the lead for you and then Akriti. All right. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Soki. I'm the founder of Smaggle, a platform that allows people to teach, attend, and discover life classes in any area of interest. Um, I'm currently I'm building out the MVP. And I'm hoping to launch that in September, and I have also been trying to grow my wait list. And um, I have a question um, to ask. I think that's, that's the way we're going, right? Hello? Uh, did you say, uh, what? Uh, sorry, my audio cut out when you said what you're doing. Okay, sorry. Um, so I just, I have a, I wanted to ask a question. So currently I am, you know, trying to build on my MVP and I've also been um, going on my wait list um, for um, target users to have access to the early access to the MVP. And so um, my question is like, is there like any other thing um, I could be doing as a founder um, just at this moment while, while I'm building out the MVP and growing my wait list? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. I'll let Ryan go first. And then um, I think uh, Brian and I want to chime in on that. So uh, Ryan will probably pass the mic to us after after he has a first go at it. Yeah, no, thank you for the question. I wasn't actually going to offer the answer, but I, I was going to say that uh, I would love to hear from Jennifer or Brian. Uh, okay, well, ladies first, and I'm the lady. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I think, Soki, um, well, what you can do uh, is never go into wait mode. I always say, like, you know, you build, and then while you're waiting for the results of that 
build or whatever you were working on, then go build the next thing. So, um, you know, if you're going to have a wait list, that's great. Don't passively wait for things to come. Go look for partners. Go for, look for strategic partners. Go look for affiliate partners. Go look for more growth engines. And so I, I'm always in like hyper building mode. Um, and then um, I think uh, the only time, um, uh, I guess that's why I, like, uh, I actually look back now a few of my uh, companies that even the ones we invested in before the pandemic and we were like, oh, this is going to be a, we're going to wait it out for five years. And then they like exited two years later. We're like, wait, what? They just IPO'd? What? So I think um, if you just go into, um, basically make, make sure you're never like waiting or being passive, then I think they'll be better. Just always be in active mode whenever you can. And if you're, um, you know, finished a build, then project what you need, like, I don't know, a few months out and then start designing for that. Um, I'm going to pass the mic to Brian then because he was flashing and then we'll go back to uh, and then anyone else. Um, Ryan's leading the discussion for uh, Soki and then Akriti. Um, great question. My question back to you is how, what are you doing with those people on the wait list right now? What am I doing with them? Like, like how are you engaging with them? How are you interacting with them? Are you interviewing them? Are you yeah, doing conversations, all that stuff? Okay. Um, I have interviewed uh, quite a handful of them, actually, um, just to make sure, you know, I'm building the, the right product, you know, that they're going to use. Um, but um, that's pretty much about it. I haven't really been engaging with a lot of the people on my wait list, just a few, um, just to make sure I'm building the right thing. But pretty much that's all I've been doing currently, just trying to grow out the wait list or the email list um, for early users and just um, building the MVP. That's pretty much it right now. <laughs> cool. What I would what I would say is, one, uh, do you have a marketing automation platform in place right now, like a HubSpot or a HubSpot. campaign or any of those? Um, no, not at the moment. Okay, that's what you got to do. Got it. Okay. Do that. Number one, get that marketing automation in place. And your wait list. What are you using for your wait list right now? For a platform to build it. I'm on Webflow, and I just pretty much just push that out and just have people sign up in there. Okay. Yeah. What I would what I would suggest, can you spend 30 bucks a month? Do you have that budget? Yes, I do, sir. I was on mute. Okay. I would go to Active Campaign. Um, that's going to be the, the best bang for your buck. It replicates about 80% of what HubSpot Marketing, uh, Marketing Hub does for about 1% of the cost. Um, Go to Active Campaign, set that up. Set up a form that your waitlist uh, subscribes to. So you just have to basically on the uh, in Webflow on the get. You know when they hit when they hit when they hit submit on that get, you actually want to have that forward to the Active Campaign form so it submits, and then forward to a thank you page or whatever you're doing or whatever your your post action is. Then from there, what I would do is I would doing two things i would have a really nice personalized email that is sent out to them maybe three to five minutes after they after they sign up and then i would have a couple of different series so one series is hey are you willing to talk to us about what we're doing and if they are they click on a link which means now you have identified somebody who is both cares about what you're doing and is engaged in what you're doing and you have them go and choose a time. You could do something like Chili Pepper, which has a great free tier, to schedule up a time to talk to you. And then now you've, now you've just taken a high-intent person, identified them, and pushed them into a flow. At that point, you start to, you know, what, what you're basically doing is you, and there's a table time to set up, but you would basically want to have a series of, autom of automated sends that are talking about what you're building, that may have a poll in them, but you really want to keep those people engaged. And the other aspect of this is you may want to have a link, that, and there's a few ways to do this. Um, a real cheap way is to do it with points, where you could actually just have a points value on a profile, and then click on that link, and the, and the person whose referral link that is, that's at the point. Also, a final loop, so it's probably a bunch of ways to do it. 
what you want to do is get some virality and really get consistent engagement with you on the one to many, but you want to make it feel like it's one to one just on a scale. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's what I would do. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that was really good advice. <laughs> and good advice from everybody as well. Jennifer, Ryan, I'm going to take all of it. <laughs> Don't you love how there's like a whole advice circle here? Oh, sorry, Brian, you wanted to. Um... Oh yeah, mute me, mute me. <laughs> okay, so funny. Okay, so um, I'm also giving Ryan basically a clubhouse tutorial. So basically, you, um, as moderators, we wield a really important role. We have to keep order on stage, keep a flow going, interact with people. You know, be reasonably knowledgeable ourselves, but also with the power to mute people, like push on their heads and uh, mute them. You shouldn't abuse that power, but um, obviously Brian was asking for that, so it was okay. He had consented. Um, so hilarious. Um, uh, okay, so uh, I have lost my order on the stage, so I'm going to pass it back to Ryan. You remember, right? This is a quiz. Yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, if there aren't any more answers for Sophie's question, just give it a sec. Okay, and um, let's move to Lucrezia. If you would like to introduce yourself and maybe ask any questions that you might have. Yeah, thank you so very much. Hi, everyone. Good evening, good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are from across the world. So I am from India and I have been working as a designer specifically. I've also built my own startup over the past seven years that I've been working. I'm 23 currently. And uh, now my question here is to everyone, I just want to be able to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, so the comfort zone that I've been able to build for myself was that I have had some incredible clients from across the world and I have been able to design for them as a freelancer. So I have been working as a freelancer for the past seven years and I have a very good network of all of those clients. But then, you know, what? what's happening is that every month I'm able to get the amount that I really, you know, want to, that I aim to receive, the amount of money that I want, and the amount of work that I need. But, uh, you know, now what I want to do is to be able to expand my horizon because I'm just 23 and I want to be able to build my own startup where I will be able to take up even more projects, build my own team that I already have. I mean, I do have a very incredible team, but now what I need is a network of even bigger clients and people from across the world. Specifically, I want to go into the B2B business. Um, I want to be able to take up some real good startups as my clients. I just want to be able to get out of this comfort zone where I'm, I'm earning enough, I'm happy with what I'm earning, but I want to be able to just expand my horizons and learn more and learn more. Uh, so, you know, being 23 specifically here, I think I can actually go ahead and build a very huge business because I've been doing that for the past seven years. I was very young when I started, and today I've been able to get a lot of, you know, knowledge about this entire thing. So now I just want everyone here, if you can just help me understand where do I get that particular business from, where do I make sure the people who need their websites to be done, their applications and all the graphics, everything, where do I contact them, where do I find them, how do I go ahead with this? And uh, so many more questions, but for now it's just this. Uh, so anyone who wants to be able to help me, uh, please do. I'll be, I'll be very grateful. Hey, uh, Kriti, uh, I just, uh, oh, oh, sorry, I just talked right over Ryan. Um, he's doing a great job. Go ahead. Um, what is your top uh, sort of, um, because I, I'm, I, we actually, uh, I do want to, okay, I'm going to actually have to turn over uh, uh, hand raising um, soon um, because uh, we, I do need to get to uh, the Friends uh, Memorial um, service. Um, uh, whose picture is in Israel's um, uh, bio uh, picture right now, UPCR. But um, yeah, are you, uh, can you give us a sort of like a priority? Like, I guess, what are your top two sort of pain points, challenge points? And then, because um, uh, I do uh, do want to get through the rest of the speakers on the stage too. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So the basic pain point here is where do I find those clients who are actually looking for the services that I'm ready to offer the best price? 
that makes sense yeah just the you know i just want to be able to connect with such people and uh, i think uh, i have been able to read a lot more about it and i got to know that the actual readers and creators and people who are actually interested and they are directly in contact with startups can help me out with this i mean a proper slow of income that keep coming to my company if i'm able to build that up Sorry. Um. The 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 last part was uh you were th thinking of what if you needed to build it up. I'm so sorry. My um my audio. I just got a call and my audio um kind of no cut problem. out. Okay. So I was saying that if I'm able to connect with an incubator, an accelerator, or some somebody who is in direct contact with all of these startups, then I think I will be able to build a proper flow of income. This is something that I have been able to understand. But I'm really looking forward to hear from everyone here. If I'm not taking a lot of time, I'm just going to be able to. So how do I get those clients? Uh, the clients will help me build a proper flow of income for every month, and then that'll be even more than what I have been earning for the past seven years now. 